humidity is coming down a little bit. It's still a relatively drier air mass. Fair skies, mostly early morning, 70s. Tomorrow afternoon, partly sunny, mostly dry. We'll have high temperatures go back to lower to mid-90s. 70s again in the morning Wednesday, followed by near 90 with widely scattered afternoon storms. Showers and thunderstorms scattering around Thursday and Friday, the upper 80s. We're keeping an eye on the tropics for a couple of disturbances for potential development over the next several days. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Here are some things you need to know if you're asked to evacuate due to an emergency. Establish a personal emergency fund. A few extra dollars could help cover a hotel or gas cost if you're forced to leave. If you need assistance for you or your pets to evacuate, find out what resources your local emergency managers have to offer. Develop an evacuation plan now. Determine where you'd go and how to get there. Have a go kit with emergency supplies and copies of important paperwork. Keep your phones charged to receive emergency alerts. Oh, it's a good thing there's no webcam here. It's just such a wonderful thing. You're listening to The Food Show. And Tom is not singing because Tom is... Uh, Singing. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. Uh, I am not Tom. I am Marianne, and Tom is here, and we are together, the Fitzmorrises, with the food show, 30 and running, <clears throat> talking about nothing but food. And I'm excited to have just finished my <laughs> getting my uh, my pants on right uh-huh, upon starting. Your pants on, yeah. And uh-huh. uh, here we are. Marianne uh-huh. is here. Hi. And uh, boy, it's it is a richerly holiday out there. It's not a holiday exactly. But it's not it richerly. Then what's that? Unbelievable in how hot it is out there. It is. And it's astonishing. Bounce around some friends of mine. <gasps> uh, what a morning. We figured it out, but boy, you're you're right. It has been what really a something. morning. Okay. But don't let this bring you down. If you uh, want to make your day a little nicer, a little uh, more. Uh, uh, accommodating with uh, other friends that you have. Uh, we're ready to go with any of that. The Food Show is the name. And uh, let's see, what have you and been doing it. today? And that's it. The Food Show is here. You know, I am going to, you know, the, one of the purposes of yeah. the Food Show. Yes, 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 yes. Well, the purposes of the Food Show have changed the years. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> the original purpose of the Food Show was to have something different on the yeah. And then it became where Tom was sort of the Sermon on the Mount, the Oracle. And one uh, asked him all kinds of questions, and he knew the answers to absolutely everything. Now, since I have joined the show, it is much less... More questions. Yeah. Well, I think I, it's... I think that's what it is. You think it's it is? Just more okay. questions. Well, anyway, I too. think that the show is um, less formal, for sure. And uh, but the but the original intent and the intent still is that we and this goes for the website, the newsletter, the Instagram, we are out there eating, looking for food, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then reporting back to you what we find. Mm-hmm. So here is my information for the day. I already knew this information. You, I'm sure, know it. Uh, 
we relearned today. We still relearned it today. So I get the brilliant idea that when we go to lunch today, I'm tired of all the same spots. So we're going to jump in the car and go across the lake for a culinary. Sounds good to me. Now, my daughter, the voice of reason, has been saying like Jiminy Cricket on my shoulder, Mom, it's a different world. Don't pay attention to Google. Call every restaurant you intend to visit because the only way to get the accurate up-to-the-minute information is to pick up the phone and call the restaurant you are seeking to visit. Mm -hmm. Now, I have not listened to that. I had a smack in the face last week where we jumped in the car to go across the lake to eat somewhere. I don't even remember where it was. And we wound up driving all around the Metairie Kenner area when we really wanted to go to Filippo from the beginning, but it said closed. So I didn't call the restaurant, which I should have. And after driving all around Kenner, Kenner and Metairie, it was late. And then I had to go back across, we had to go back across the lake. So I just called Filippo and lo and behold, there they were open, unlike what Google said. So you would think, okay, that was a painful lesson. So today I shouldn't to relearn it again, but I did, I did. So we decided, okay, we're gonna go do some culinaries, culinaries down in the French Quarter, oh, which needs our help. I, that required a little more. It was, in, it was in horrifying. Investigation <laughs> is the word. It was a word. It was getting. horrifying. So I look at the culinary list, which is, I have to say, about as up to date as Google. So I say, okay, we're going to go to lunch at the Rib Room. So Which was not going to happen because actually, you know what? This could be as I'm thinking about this. This could be a case of just the restaurants not being open on these days. So you know what? I'm going to check this out before I keep blabbing on about this because um, both of those restaurants, which normally would be open today, maybe are just not open until weekends because of COVID. But anyway, bottom line is we went to two separate restaurants downtown and then jumped in the car to head to Metairie. So then we, we were going to go to station six. Now the Google info was up to date. Normally they are open for lunch, but in COVID world, they are not. So I called them having learned the lesson 15 minutes before I called before we headed that way and they were closed. So then we were now running out of time and uh, <clears throat> we were heading toward the bridge. And I suggested we go visit our old friend Duke at Dabs because we've been hearing great things about Dabs. So we thought we'd pop in, say hello and eat. Now he's been open, what, October, maybe, gosh, almost a year. <gasps> Is that all? almost a year maybe. Yeah. Any, it, has it been that long? I think it, it might be. Anyway, um, 
we went there and true to form, what people have been saying about is that it's really busy. It was really busy. There's a parking situation there that I hadn't noticed before because it hadn't been that busy. In, in but veteran? and also it was it was at night when we went because at in, night the office buildings aren't you know are, are you talking about the office and uh, other buildings I'm in talking Metairie? about Dabs Metairie oh, okay. okay so these are businesses yeah so yeah. you know right around there first of all it's a tiny little place and then right around with a tiny little parking lot and right around there are you know medical buildings office buildings apartment buildings and then just the street. And so there's no parking signs on the street and then there's towing signs around the building. So I really, it was kind of a, it was kind of a thing to try and find a place to park. Yeah, that, was, that so, has always been a problem in old Metairie. Well, not old Metairie. This is old. Uh, this is Metairie. Yeah, that's about right. But By the post office. But yeah. they are still pretty loaded <clears throat> with the cars. So anyway, we get there and we ask if we can eat in, I was kind of embarrassed to say this because I said it is impossible for us to eat in half an hour, which is a ridiculous question. But if you come in, you say half an hour and you come in at 45 minutes, we were still okay on time. And it just kind of sent a message that it's going to be a hurried and not leisurely meal. But if they had said, you know, we know we can't do that at all, then... Uh, then we would have left. So we sit down and <clears throat> I ordered spin dip, which I do order spin any dip. place that what, I that's, see it. Spinach dip, spinach and yeah, artichoke dip. That was uh, better than it looked like it was going to look. It was fantastically good. Good. It was maybe my favorite. I'm thinking as I think, as I talk, I'm thinking. Um, I think it might be my favorite restaurant version of spin dip. Really? Yep, I do. I think Boy, it that's, is. Uh, that is saying some because you know there's spin dip everywhere, as Tom likes to say. The pipeline is ubiquitous. It is. But um, that's a good one. That is a really, really good one. Anyway, we will tell you more about our sad little saga that we should be far more embarrassed by than we are. But, um, you know, what can you say? 5569696 is the number. You're listening to the Food Show. We'll be back. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home Cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. 
Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Des Almonds catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304-1469. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Yes, indeed. Food show, 556-9696. Tom and Marianne Fitzmaurice here. We have two guests today. And uh, one is going to be on at 2.30, and the other, I hope, at 3.30. We were talking the other day about um, white shrimp season starting. Uh, shrimp, uh, it's... White shrimp season it, starting. You have white shrimp, and then you have... Oh, uh, yeah. We did that the other day, though. We did, yeah. yeah. So we're not going to do it again because we're going to have an official... What's that? Official explanation. Oh, official. Of the difference between white and uh, brown shrimp. They're not really brown, they're gray, but anyway. Or reddish, even, is what I get out yeah, of it. Yeah, they are kind of. You're, you're right, you're right. I can see where it says brown because there is a reddish brown color to the gray. Yes, mm -hmm. that's true. Anyway, so uh, 555. Nine six nine six is a number. If you would like to talk to us, we would love to talk to you about food. That's it, food. Well, that's uh, uh, that's something. That's something. We'll, oh, we'll think some other things. Yeah, right? that's something. We'll we'll talk about food. Um, let's see. Yesterday, we we went to our your usual place, New Orleans Food and Spirits, and um, yes, we did. Yes, and Catfish it was <laughs> and fat fat it's, and uh, and grilled on. Red Grill Grill. Um, it's good. Blackened, yes. Uh, it, what was interesting mm -hmm. about it was that um, you're starting to see in restaurants uh, the return of employees. Employees that you haven't seen for months, you're starting to see back again, which is... Um, Are these customers you're thinking about? or No, no. It's, there were mm -hmm. employees that went away for a while, and, and now they're back. So anyway... Um, there's been a, an undercurrent, a saga between uh, restaurants and restaurant owners and restaurant employees that's been going on since COVID. And it's just kind of an amusing thing, not for, I mean, for me, because I'm not involved in it, but not so much for the others. You're not involved? No, no, I'm not involved. You, know, you really should go, be involved. If I go to and a restaurant know, but to, we'll, we can get into and that. order a dish, I'm not really involved. You know, I'm just dropping in for the evening. Or the lunch, whatever it is. Five five six nine six nine six. So um, we had the spin dip. It was a nice size portion. Can I get you to uh, <clears throat> recite what the recipe for that is? Because it sounded intriguing, and then I wrote the whole thing. And well, I realized that or I am partial did. to my own spin dip. Now, yeah, true confessions. It's not mm -hmm. really my spin dip. I've said this a million times on the show. The old Steve Stonebreakers, mm -hmm. which is, I think, in the space that was maybe Achapinti's or the Red Onion, one of those behind um, where Chipotle is on Veterans. And um, it was Steve Stonebreaker, who was a lovely person, who was a saint, New Orleans saints, 
player and retired and opened for, uh, Stonebreakers. Mm -hmm. Stonebreakers. It was specializing in barbecue, was really. Barbecue, he, yeah. he was a smoker and doing yeah. all that stuff. It was and quite good. Did it very well, yeah. Yeah, it was quite good. It was before its time. It was quite it good. It definitely was. It had sort of a Houston's vibe to it, but also predominantly barbecue. But he had a spinach dip. This was in the days when your nemesis spinach and artichoke dip, Tom, was just starting to be seen on restaurant menus. In its day. It was, well, I think it's in its day now, but at that time it was an anomaly. You didn't know what that was, but now it's everywhere as you've been so quick to whine about for the last 15 years. That's how it go, uh, went all right. It was interesting how the whole New Orleans, well, Metairie uh, community. This would have been early 90s. Had a, a whole new uh, restaurant for a while. Uh, uh, Right on, uh, what was it? it was, what color was that again? I don't know. Uh, it's sort of an early 90s, though. Early, uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, anyway. Hmm? I, uh, it's always a peck to try to figure out how you connect things. Oh, Tom, how things have changed. Yeah, well, you know. But uh, I'm that looking, one. <laughs> I'm looking at the website for something. And, um, and on the website, I'm seeing Vintage Tom Covers. December of 1981, and the title is I Hate Buffets. At that time, I did. I was about to say, which is a position you and I have had a real good one yesterday. So. I know, that's what's so funny. A position you have steadfastly maintained up until, for some inexplicable reason, Sunday, when not only did we have a buffet, but we had a buffet, and Tom is raving about it. <laughs> it you know, it, it's not a buffet. So I guess it's... you can change, I guess you can change up until the time you close your eyes for the last time, but Tom has done a complete reversal on buffets based on a buffet. Go, go figure. But anyway, uh, back to what we were saying about the spin dip. So the spin dip, I compare all spinach and artichoke dips to mine, which, if I do say so myself, is the best I've ever had. I'm glad we but, put that to... Uh... <laughs> no, but I mean, I got it from Steve Stonebreaker. I have tweaked it a little bit because my contention and a motto by which I live is you can never have too much cheese. Another position I know you agree with, Tom. <laughs> yeah, you can you can go completely out of control. Out of control Tom completely with that, disagrees with that. With cheese? Yes. Cheese yes. is where it belongs and not where it doesn't belong. And it does belong in a lot of places, I think. But it doesn't belong in a lot of places that you see it, which you have said several times, like on a burger. Uh, yeah, you just never know. Yeah, but you don't like cheese on a burger, do you? Uh, cheese on a burger, it's not my style. Sometimes I'll yeah. get it, but other times I'll... You know, I'll put in other things like bacon. I don't think ba bacon belongs in a hamburger. I agree with that. It goofs up that the flavor. I agree with. And you know what? Uh, now, now there are there are a lot of people who will tell you that the best kind of burger is a ground pork slash beef mixture. But I never, ever, ever get a bacon cheeseburger. However, yeah. when I go to get one of my favorite burgers around anywhere at Keith Young's, it comes with two stiff, thick, smoky, delicious slices of bacon. 
And what I do yeah. immediately is I peel off the cheese blanket. I deconstruct the bacon from the cheese because it's stuck together. It's melted together. I have the bacon as a little appetizer. Then I put the cheese blanket back on the beef, and then I have the rest of the burger. So I don't, I don't ever do a bacon cheeseburger, but I will never turn down bacon. So I'll order it, and then I'll well, eat it separately. It's funny. You, mm. You've given me my next quick little project What's here. What's that? Uh, if it's, if it's a cheeseburger, yeah. uh, that's one thing. I don't know how we can. Yeah, you don't like cheeseburgers. I don't particularly, right. but uh, what about also uh, bacon on a burger? Yeah, we just talked about that. No, it, it was, uh, that was. Uh, so you don't like it. No, yeah. no, the yeah. one I just talked about was, uh, uh, that was a... At Keith Young's, a, a bacon cheeseburger. A, it was a, a cheeseburger, was the one yeah. before this one. And right. now we're talking about bacon. Yeah. Okay, uh -huh. so uh, do you think uh, Boog or... No, bacon? Bacon. Which which one do you like best or better? Wait, on a burger? Neither. Yeah. Neither, no, I love like cheese. No, no, no. Cheese. Okay. All burgers, in my mind, must come with cheese. Tom, yeah, the, I'm sorry to drag you down this haunted path. You never, ever want to talk about burgers. I didn't mean to. Oh, I'm happy to talk about burgers. I'm not trying to Until tempt we, you to go to these horrible places. Yeah. But... Well, is, is it okay if we talk about sure it? Because we're talking but about just, it. Just but coming I just want to let to, you know you're talking about This all began as a conversation on this about uh, two I never weeks, remember how it begins. Something like that. But then we got started on the, the buffet and then also the on the, the burgers with the cheese on it. Yes. And at this moment, I'm offering how about the burger with bacon? Do, is that a, do you think that should be? Okay, so has anyone or, ever ordered a burger with just bacon but no cheese? Have you ever seen that? I've never seen all that. All the time. Really? Yeah, I it's see a that all with, the a burger with bacon. I've never seen that. Heavy usually, on the bacon. Usually you know, it's a you, I've heard, I've, bacon I, I, cheese burger. That's about two burger. weeks ago. I, somebody, I heard someone actually say those exact words. What? Uh, yeah, a burger, uh, cheese. Burger. Bacon, bacon, no bacon, cheese? Bacon, extra bacon. And no cheese? No cheese was mentioned. It might uh, have been. I don't. Maybe remember. it was already a. Maybe it was already a, a cheeseburger. Well, you can, you anyway, <clears throat> so the spin dip. Getting yeah. back to the spinach dip. Yeah. Because the Stonebreaker restaurant was a barbecue restaurant, but it also was just like a casual. It was like a Houston's. You know, it was, it was a Houston's. And I mean, it wasn't a Houston's, but it, it had that Houston menu to it. You know. Yeah, they loved the uh, bacon in Fries Houston and, and all that, that part of, of the world. All right. So anyway, um, I took the, the he was kind enough to give me his spinach dip recipe. Mm -hmm. This was the early '90s where you weren't seeing spinach dip too much. So um, he gave me the recipe, and over the years, yeah, I have changed the recipe, and For? I think improved it. Sure, for what? For a spinach dip. Spin spinach. Yeah, and I, I, what I do is I bake my spinach dip. I, I bake it with pepper jack cheese on top. And that oddly sort of dries it out. And I kind of think if I had to say there was a complaint I had about my own spinach dip is that sometimes it's too dry. It needs to have a little water in it to loosen it up. This was also dry. Duke's was also dry. 
but I like it. I like dry. I don't like watery, wet spinach dip, generally speaking. Anyway, Duke's was good. If you are into spin dip, this is a very good one. So much the chips that were with it. I wasn't crazy about those, but um, it was really kind of about the spin dip, and it was really good. And the answer to the the rest of your question, what else do we have to eat? The answer is nothing. <laughs> the hmm? answer is nothing. That is what we had to what eat is, for lunch. What is the question? Because of all the plethora of mistakes I made from about 10.30 on. Hmm? The mistakes you Yes, the, the plethora of mistakes I made from about 10.30 on, starting with going into the French Quarter thinking we were going to go to some culinaries, none of which panned out. And then by the time we got to Duke's place, they he was in the kitchen. We didn't even get to say hello because he was down someone in the kitchen. And so it was just, you know, they were playing catch up. We were running behind. It was just not a good day to visit. But I will say this. I have been there three times maybe now. The first time I was okay. The second time I was less impressed. This time I feel like I'm excited and I want to go back. Because everything I saw coming out of the kitchen that I couldn't order because there wasn't any time, everything I saw looked really good. And I want to go back and properly sit down and properly eat lunch or dinner okay. at Dab's Bistro. Uh, well, I, I haven't yet. I was hoping to do well, it today. That's because you took too long to order. So the waitress comes to Tom well, to order. And the, she's uh, already said it depends on what you order as to whether or not you can get out. So Tom starts his usual routine with ordering, which is to have the waitress stand there for five minutes while he looks over the menu. I said, never mind, go ahead. And so she goes off, and then she's pouring wine at this next table, and we just never could do it. It was not, it was not her fault. It was ours. Time the bottom of the hour news. Louisiana Radio Network will be back after that. It's reporting 640 additional new COVID-19 cases today. The number of fatalities has increased by 28, and hospitalization rate decreased by 22. Governor Edwards will hold a virus briefing today at 3 p.m., the FDA approves a new saliva test for COVID-19 developed by Yale researchers known as Saliva Direct that's being considered a testing innovation game changer. Kevin Barnhart has the story. This test differs from other saliva tests because it's a quick and easy collection. The test would be less invasive than a nasal swab, only requiring someone to spit in a collection tube. LSU Health New Orleans infectious disease expert Dr. Catherine O'Neill says this test also skips a step in the process. And that step is called extraction. And the extraction step to get to the result costs money and it takes time. Researchers at Yale expect labs will only charge about $10 per sample with this test. So we pay about $100 a test right now. I'm Kevin Barnhart. LRN. Bayou Fleet Towing, can I help you? Yes, I'm in the parking lot of the convenience store, and there are blowouts all over the place. Okay, how many blowouts are there? It's kind of hard to tell. Every time I turn around, there's someone else with the blowout. They're everywhere, I tell you. Sir, I need the number of blowouts to send towing trucks. Maybe 50 to 100. Oh, there's someone else with a blowout. You better hurry before they're gone. Gone? Sir, they can't leave with a blowout. It's the lottery's new scratch-off 50 and $100 blowout. You could win up to $100,000. What? Hall in the lottery's new scratch-off 50 and $100 blowout. You could win up to $100,000. Pick up 50 and $100 blowout at any lottery retailer. <laughs> I think you may want to send the whole fleet. 
blocks away. <laughs> Roger that. Play 50 and $100 blowout today for your chance to win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Night and day, you are the one. All right. We are back to talk some more about food. We're back. The, it All makes we do, me happy. talk about food. Glad to be here. Talk about food, think about food, eat food. I to can't quote think Sophia Loren, <laughs> To quote Sophia Loren in that old movie uh, that the kids loved, um, Oh, what's the house? Something but houseboat. 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 Yeah. What is she that? says she says to Carrie Grant, she goes, Oh, a loaf of bread, some wine. It's not a bad life, is it? That's a very mm. bad Sophia Loren uh, imitation. But anyway. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are talking about food. That's all we do. Thirty two years running here on the food mm -hmm. show. That's the program, all right. Yes. But so, it's fun and good. It's uh, and yeah, it'll, this it'll a bad make life. your uh, uh, lunches and dinners and breakfasts and everything to be more tasteful and more enjoyable. Oh. So stick. Has anyone else been more organized? Um, well, I, I don't know what else to say. There's a there's a whole slew of things I could say, but has anyone else been more organized? and put together and, um, you know, just better at things like that and has actually gotten straight the culinaries and managed to go to a culinary and enjoy a culinary. If you are one of those people, we would love to hear from you. 556-9696 and we could give you a $50 gift certificate to Bistro Orleans or a $25 gift certificate to Rosie's on the River or a case of Creole tomato dressing. I'm trying to think of what else I have in my little bag of tricks. Oh, I don't know. I think Nicole, I think Nicole has said that she'll give away swag bags for Dora Knacks, even if it's not in her segment. So I'll have to check with her. She'll probably text me. But anyway, um, 5569696 if you would like to talk to us about food. And you know, I, like I said, I would love to hear something truly fascinating, but we haven't even set that bar that high for us, have we? Wait, set what? <laughs> we haven't set that bar that high for us. Okay, so if you want a good spin dip, it's Chef Dukes. We were talking to a couple of people who have reported about Dab Bistro. That's the name of it. Dabney is his, his real name. And um, people have called us recently and mentioned how much they've enjoyed it. So it was good that I could, that it came to mind that we could maybe drop in there, although we never did make it to actually eating other food besides the spin dip. So when it came time for us to order, we were told that the easiest thing to get out of the kitchen in that time frame would be meatballs and spaghetti. Well, we've already had chefs do chef Duke's meatballs and spaghetti, which is delicious for sure. And I was thinking about getting his just plain meatballs. You get two giant meatballs in the order, and that was fine. Except I didn't really feel like eating that. But what so was that last? So sentence? I was looking about the at the burger, which yeah. I heard was also good. And people are talking about the flatbreads. And then when I asked about a flatbread, they said that would take 15 or 20 minutes, which would kind of put us up to time we had to leave. So it just sort of didn't work out. And then that was that. 
So we had a big portion of spin dip and Tom asked for some bread. He's not, I don't think he's doing his signature garlic bread. Remember that signature garlic bread that he had where he had what amounted to this brick of garlic bread? Mary Lee said it's the best garlic bread she's ever had. Well, I'll have to go check it out. Well, I don't think he's doing it. It doesn't look like he's doing it. Because when you ordered bread, you got some garlic bread, but it didn't look like that garlic bread from Cafe Giovanni. It sounds good. Well, it looked yeah. good, and it was good, I think. You liked it, right? It's full of garlic and, and butter, but it was not on that kind of bread that he used to work, do. For, uh, for the uh, question, in case you haven't tuned in on this and were wondering what it was, uh, it's just a, a jump across... Uh, Kind of almost quite not uh, 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 the spot that can help you cross over a little uh, yeah. wood or something in the. Uh, but it can also be braised up to make all kinds of sandwiches, salads, and it uh, has a Middle Eastern uh, background, and uh, that's uh, just now getting into it right now. So it's an interesting uh, extra to eating in that part of uh, the city. Yeah. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number. So if you have had a, a culinary that you have managed to go to and would like to report on it, then we would love to hear your report on it because we have not gone to any culinaries other than the Pelican Club, which is always the best, of course. And we had a wonderful meal there last week, and it turned how'd out. You, how'd you like that? No, it was great. It was well, great. Was we talked too, about right? it. All. Yeah, yeah, we already talked about it. That, that was the, that's your your favorite culinary, and then um, that's good. the one that is the the biggest menu. It's it's kind of the one that most people would go to first, but mm -hmm. there are others, and people do go to them, and uh, they do report. Although I wonder if people are as excited about culinaries as they were. Because when the culinaries first arrived on the scene, which is probably, what, 20 years ago? When they first arrived on the scene, um, I think everybody was really, really enamored of them. And I think maybe, like I can say for myself that I feel like the, the having to choose between two things or three things is kind of a, a turnoff for me. Like I was looking at, I was looking at the culinary menu for acorn, acorn, acorn which is that um, <laughs> it's the Dickie Brennan restaurant in the Children's Museum, and uh, it didn't move me at all. I, I just it didn't move me at all. So when, uh, when I moved know, on to the other ones, they had at least a couple more choices. Are they still there? I haven't acorn? been there in ages. Yeah. Well, it's it's a brand new restaurant as of this year. Another one of those unfortunate situations where you open the restaurant when COVID is going on, which is... Well, that has shut down a lot it's of things. Been, so. Well, it hasn't shut anything down that I know of that... You well, know, slow it down, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not something you want to happen. Definitely not something you want to happen. 5569696, we had a uh, sort of a boring evening last night for food. Um, I, think we, I think we were going somewhere i'm trying to think if we went i know that we wound up just going to the to get some stuff at the store and uh and we had 
I've decided that I understand why rotisserie chickens are, are very popular because you can make a pretty decent meal at home with it. I mean, that's, that's boring, I know, but it's actually not bad. No, when we had the rotisserie not. chicken at Zia last week, I was disappointed they had stopped making their, um, it's like a, it was a pesto is what it is. And they had yeah, stopped making legitimate. it because one of the things that restaurants have had to do in COVID world is they have to ration out their supplies. So if you have not gotten something that you had previously really enjoyed at a restaurant, the chances are that they have a certain amount of things that in a normal time they would be able to do this and that. But because it's COVID time and it's not as, um, it's not as plentiful, you don't have the option to have two things. You maybe can only have one thing. Like oyster places, some of them, like Drago's, for example, all their oysters are going to their char-grilled oysters or other people are not doing char-grilled oysters because they have to save them for their seafood platters. But it's, it's just been interesting to watch how people have done that. Anyway, we are going to take our break, and we will be right back. The phone number is 556-9696. Imagine. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef, combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. Chef Ron's Gumbo Stop is a great little place on Causeway right by the interstate. With a neighborhood feel to it, you'll find some delicious gumbo here. Chicken andouille gumbo, seafood gumbo, and the house specialty mumbo gumbo, which is a combination of both great fried chicken, poor boys, and other local specialties. Ron says, I cook it like your mama would, and he does. 11 to 9 every day but Sunday and Monday, 2309 North Causeway, 835 When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. All right, I keep waiting for that one to disappear one day. Let me go over to the studio. I just have heard it a lot. I've heard it a lot. Tom, your old kitchen sage has a saying for us today. Birthday dinners. With chilies and flames, call forth cheap thrills and easy games. Ice cream mounds are simple to make. Open freezer, whipped cream shake. Light the candles, sing the ditty. Nothing to it, but smiles are pretty. Where'd you get that? <laughs> That's uh, one of the, those things that I'm we're always putting at the back. fascinated by your almanac time. Just fascinated by it. The almanac. And where you get all this stuff. Yes. It is national. The reason that was your uh, old kitchen sage ditty for the day is that it's national ice cream pie day. How could anything not be ice cream pie National day? ice cream pie day. Mm-mm-mm. Now, ice cream pie locally would be... Um, Mile High Pie, right? Mm-hmm. The Mile High Pie is an ice cream pie, well, isn't it? it? Seems to me it is. Yeah, and it's it's really good. 
I don't really eat a lot of like ice cream cake or ice cream pie. Not that I don't like it, but I just don't run across it very much. But I think the mile high pie is almost a, um, it's, well, it's definitely an iconic dish in New Orleans restaurants, but I don't even think there's anything comparable to it. Is there? Uh, a comparable to uh, the mile high pie yeah. at what used to be the Ponch train hotel, but mm -hmm. what used to be the uh, Caribbean room, which is yeah. now Jack Rose, which they wisely yeah. kept as part of their menu. Uh, and it's interesting that no one had ever really seen it before. Uh, well, did it arrive on the scene like after the restaurant opened, or was it part of the original menu? Oh, no, it's totally different from what I remember at the Caribbean room. No, it's exactly the same. They were very particular about keeping it. Well, then you, you got lucky or you... Uh, well, they had the, the Caribbean room, then it the went away, yeah. and then they brought the Caribbean room back for about two years, I think. Might have been the, the longest. Yeah, but it lasted. was hardly persuading at all. It was just uh, something would come on for a minute, if that long, and then would move on. Uh, it's only... There was a, some really nice uh, felters about... Oh, I want to say five or ten years. It's some in there where the management was coming on and refigure it. Uh -huh. and, yeah, uh, when they changed <clears> it, they changed from the Carib. They went to the. They did the Caribbean room. Then they reopened the Caribbean room, and then after the Caribbean room did not work because, I mean, things just move on. They do. You know, you you leave up. You leave off at a certain point and then think that you can resume things exactly as they were, but then time has moved on and trends have changed and all that. I went there about four, five, ten maybe times that I've gone there during those periods. It never came across to me. I thought they were doing actually an embarrassing voice. With the, I don't think so. Oh, I well, think they did a really good job of reproducing uh, it. Feel free to give me your commentary. I mean, no, that's what we're here for. No, but I mean, I think that they did a really good job with reproducing it. They had all the colors and the, you know, the lattice and all that. But the mm. truth of the matter was, and I've said this before about like Gabrielle. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know that Gabrielle has very, very staunch patrons and fans. I know that, and. That is a restaurant that has a very distinctive style. Was that on? Was that on well, before? Gabrielle the... went away. The first Gabrielle. was the Mystery Street Cafe. Then it was Gabrielle, the Sonnier's. And then it went away with Katrina. And then the poor Sonnier's bounced around because they had trouble finding a place. Then they found a place. And then it turned out to be a nightmare with the neighborhood. But all of this time went by. And in that period of time, that 10-year period of time, culinary trends really moved lighter, I think. They really moved lighter. And I think that when people see that style, it's not what they're used to anymore when 15 years ago it was. Does that make sense? It makes sense, and it's kind of what they were doing. But uh, on the other hand, I kept seeing things like a to do the experience right on St. Charles Avenue with the streetcars and also the last. And, oh, you're back and, at the punch train? Huh? Well, that's the same principle. Go ahead. Yeah, well, they, were, they weren't everywhere with it, and uh, I don't uh, – 
it was kind of disappointing for me because I had a place in my heart for the Caribbean room. And when it came back for the fourth time, it wasn't the was, same. I, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's only now where, that we're getting something back of it. Well, I it's not. I mean, the Caribbean room went away again and will not return because it has changed completely into Jack Rose, which totally is. Yeah, which is a good restaurant. That is good, is good. eating. That's it, 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 delicious. That is yeah. Okay, but it is but wild. The, but the agents the that you need to come the there. Environment is yeah. wild. Uh -huh. So it's. I mean, the Caribbean room is absolutely no more. But wisely, uh, Brian Landry kept the Mile High Pie on the menu. Because it, it, no, it, it's there. It connects, it connects the history of the Caribbean Room that was so beloved for so long in the city. It connects that history with the modern version of that room. It has, that is the only thing, that is the only shred connecting Jack Rose to the Caribbean room. There is absolutely nothing else about those two places where there's anything in common at all. Okay, well, that's about how I feel about it too. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not, it is definitely not a place uh, that any of the people who loved the old Caribbean room wanted to be would, would like. Well, it's just, it's sophisticated. It's just sophisticated in a 2020 way, rather than a 1979 way. And the customers are of a kind that had a, a, their own a, a bunch of people who are regular customers on a for a, over and over and over again for a, a long, long time, and everybody loved it. And then. Things happen, and but yeah, you know, things change. Yeah. I mean, that's the what whole point of it. Do? Things change, and they, yeah. and they always do. They never stay the same. And you know, I think if you have, it, I, I find it kind of interesting when you look like we passed Antoine today. And just for the record, everyone, they are in fact working on Antoine's. We heard the jackhammers and things like that. So people are have a big question mark about Antoine's. And, uh, and I keep saying, I know it's coming back. I know it's coming back. And, you know, there are people with their eyes raised. And I say, I know it's coming back because I keep talking to them. And they say they've got this contractor coming and that contractor coming. But we passed there today. And, in fact, there were contractors working. So we definitely believe that Antoine's is coming back. And um, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm sure of it. But uh, it was... It was nice to actually see it so that we could say that, you know. But um, Antoine's is a place that, I, I don't know, I, I find this probably too fascinating. But I, I do think it's really interesting that um, you can have a restaurant that's been around for as long as Antoine's, for example. And it, it, it changes in a way that keeps it relevant, and you don't really even notice the changes. You don't think so? Well, yeah, it does happen, and I love it to happen. And whenever I hear about it happening, I let everybody know. But if the word doesn't get out, it's going to be plain and very, very bland. Do you like? Do you like 
Antoine's in its current state? You do, I right? You not, love it. It's, it's like your favorite the, restaurant. Yeah, it's my favorite restaurant or has been over the years. But it's hard to see, and I don't think they've got it figured out yet themselves. But the new, uh, the new changes after the, well, the COVID, I, the post-COVID world? I don't think that what you see on the door right now is the finished Antoine's to revive No, it's it. better not because it's all boarded up with plywood. <laughs> so it better not be. Anyway, 5569696 is the number. I find this topic fascinating where time changes and culinary trends change. And sometimes you can't come back. You absolutely can't come back to mm-hmm. where you were. Like we were talking yesterday about the Gulf Coast and about Camille and places like Barasev's and comparing the old West End to um, Blue Crab, which is a wonderful place with really great food, probably better food than any food that was ever at the West End, but it didn't have that, it doesn't have that West End feeling. And maybe you just can't capture something like that. No, who he, what are you talking about? Uh, and Antoine's the chef, I guess, is who we're talking oh, about. Oh, uh, no, I'm not talking about Antoine's. I'm talking oh, okay. about a collective of restaurants who either have changed with the times and are still there. Like another, what's going to be interesting is what happens to Two Jacks. Two Jacks is currently making a move up the street. This is a Grand Dame. Mm-hmm. What is it? Is it the second or third oldest? It's like one of the older Grand Dames, isn't it? Um, are, um, the one that used to two be jacks, right, two, two jacks, two jacks. It's one of the set, older grand that was Number two. Okay, so it's the and second then, one. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's closed down the old place, and it's moving up the street right now. And when it opens in September, because the target date is September, so when it opens. It's going to be interesting to see what changes have come to Two Jacks and how the spirit of Two Jacks moves down the street. Oh, I think what it's is the going new place it. going to be like? I've already is been there. Is it going three to times. capture the spirit of the old place? I've been there three times already, and it feels exactly like the old bar did at the old place. We've been there. No, the new place is not open yet. The new place is going to open in September. And it's going to be interesting to see if, like, there's no possible way you can bring the spirit of what is is the old two jacks. There's no possible way. They've done it. To do that. And, and bring it down the street. And I'm just curious to see what the new Two Jacks looks like and what the vibe in the new Two Jacks, which is the old Two Jacks, just moved down the street. It's going to be interesting to see how I'm very curious about the it. Two Jacks. We'll know in September because they're, they're going right to be moving the in September. They, mm-hmm. They've completely. I mean, they're moving now. They'll be open again in September. God, what? Stapled and put it back in, uh, and put it back in the place where you take things and let them go. They, uh, they have the, the feeling of all that time ago, but uh, Two Shanks is number one after Antoine's. So it's the second one. I thought it was the second yeah. one. Okay. You know what was one that I uh, was a little sad behind um, is uh, Ganaha. No, wait a second. What's, uh, what? 
uh, it's one that we don't talk about too much. Arno's? Arno, no, Arno's is, is, is still Arno's around. is doing private dining. Yes. Yeah, that's what they're after. Okay, so what's the question? Uh, I'll tell you in a minute. It's, okay. It's, Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you'd like to talk to us, we are just blathering on about food as we always do, and we could talk forever because we're really into this topic. But uh, we've sort of settled in on how things change based on the mile high pie that is at Jack Rose now, which was at the old Poncha Train, and it's the only thing that connects those two places. And then we got on to talking about. Um, about Gabrielle and just different things that change and move on and how things move. Do they move? Do they translate? What do they do? 5569696 is the number. We're going to be talking to two guests this uh, this next hour. Uh, your edible dictionary, Tom, is Bombay or Bomb, also known as Bomb Glacé. It's an ice cream dessert molded into a dome shape with a center made of a flavored frozen egg and whipped cream mousse. The name literally means bomb in French because the molds originally used for the dessert resembled bombshells. Bombs are sometimes attractively decorated on the outside and sometimes coated with chocolate shells. It's not uncommon for a bomb to be served with a flaming top or even sparklers. Commander's Palace once served a modified bomb called the Celebration Dessert, but it would be thought of as corny now. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think it would be thought of as cool now. Yeah? Yeah, because you know how um, Merrill does that, um, is it, they serve cotton candy. Is it cotton candy that has the big sparkling candle in it? Yes, it is. So if you have a birthday at Merrill, when they come for you to, they don't, they don't do the, the, you know, kind of boring candle and the whatever it is that's dessert. If you have a birthday, you're going to get a pink cotton candy cone with a giant, and I do mean giant, and I do mean memorable sparkler of a candle. And when it goes through the dining room, all the heads turn because it is quite something. And so I think that if you had uh, that celebration dessert now, I think people would be just as interested in it as they are in the sparkler in the, um, in the cotton candy at Merrill. Tom, your dining rule number 354. Most flaming desserts are primarily designed to hypnotize the eater. <laughs> what? I'm just reading what it's here. Designed what to hypnotize the eater. Flaming desserts are. The exception is Bananas Foster. Does Bananas Foster really flame that much? Which one flames you more? Can make Cherry's it Jubilee flame. or Bananas Foster? Yeah, uh, just be careful with the... Uh... Uh, with the brand the flame <laughs> the brandy. be careful with the fire yeah you got it what flames the most uh, uh cafe brulo cafe brulo probably uh cafe brulo cherries wood. jubilee or or um bananas foster antoine's and arno's used to do lots well, i know they do them all but the question is which one causes the most flame i don't pay attention mm. to any of that because i don't like any of those and and but but fl but flaming things are kind of cool in restaurants. I will say that. Which one of those flames the most? Doesn't Cafe Brulo? Uh, doesn't 
doesn't it flame as it goes into the cup? So you have sort of like a line of flame? It's off the, off the top that really gets flamed up. I think Cafe Brulo is kind of a cool one. That's, that's, that might be my favorite. Huh. All right, we are going to have a couple of guests, I think, in the next hour here on The Food Show. And uh, we're going to the top of the hour news right now from the Louisiana Radio Network. And we'll be right, bar, right back with more of The Food Show after that. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Trump getting a first-hand look at storm-ravaged Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Tens of thousands of people are still without power eight days after hurricane-force winds knocked down trees and power lines. Aligned Energy President Terry Kuba saying, By midnight on Tuesday evening, at least 90% of our customers will have power available to them. And we will not rest until it reaches 100%. President Trump will spend his afternoon in Yuma, Arizona, receiving a border wall construction and operational update. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy says the United States Postal Service will not carry out some operational and organizational changes, such as removing some mail processing equipment or collection boxes, until after the November election, following critical feedback and pressure from Democrats in Congress. You're listening to USA Radio News. There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware, not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients, American-made, with American ingredients, employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99, so hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value, free, by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours, free, 2020safe.net. Members of President Trump's 2016 campaign were in frequent contact with individuals linked to the Russian government, raising counterintelligence concerns at the time, but there is no evidence they colluded to influence the election. That's according to a Senate report that was released on Tuesday. The committee notes Russia took advantage of the inexperience among members of the president's transition team, as well as their desire to roll back Obama-era policies to create unofficial channels through which it would connect to the incoming administration. Shark sightings in the New York City area continue to increase. Fisherman Tim Brinley shows pictures of a dead 10-foot great white he caught in his net two miles off the New Jersey coastline. We looked at each other and I said, oh my God, that's a great white. I looked down and it was big, it was so big. Brinley speaking there on NBC News. There have been dozens of shark sightings off the coast of Long Island beaches this summer. You're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk in your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. 
With the national debt adding $2.8 trillion so far this year and the deficit approaching $26.5 trillion, publisher and author Steve Forbes says the biggest concern is what is done to handle it. Well, the, what's behind it is what is concerning. And the real question is, what do we do about it? Uh, the Democrats want to raise taxes, put on new regulations, which would hurt the economy. The only way we're ever going to get on top of this debt is having a vibrant, growing economy like Ronald Reagan did in the 1980s. Hey, this is William Wallace with William Wallace for America. You can hear me on Tuesday nights from 5 to 6 here in WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. That humidity is coming down a little bit. It's still a relatively drier air mass. Fair skies, mostly early morning, 70s. Tomorrow afternoon, partly sunny, mostly dry. We'll have high temperatures go back to lower to mid-90s. 70s again in the morning Wednesday, followed by near 90 with widely scattered afternoon storms. Showers and thunderstorms scattering around Thursday and Friday, the upper 80s. We'll keep an eye on the tropics for a couple of disturbances for potential development over the next several days. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Here are some things you need to know if you're asked to evacuate due to an emergency. Establish a personal emergency fund. A few extra dollars could help cover a hotel or gas cost if you're forced to leave. If you need assistance for you or your pets to evacuate, find out what resources you We are here for another round of the food show. Not the all foodiest of the one but you'll just a little bit. How about a little bit like like um what is it? Uh, I like a Gershwin tune. How about that short? I've got that. Name. I like a Gershwin tune. Bam, that's it. Done. We're back. The Food Show, 5569696 is the number. We never did get our guest, right, Henry? I mean, um Adam? No, you did not. I guess. No. Okay. All right. So we will just keep talking about food. 556-9696 is the number. Tom, Genghis Khan died today in 1224. Genghis Khan. Yes. Why is he in your almanac, I ask? Mm -hmm. Why is he in your almanac? Let's see. Um, let's see. What was his country? Was he, was he Indian? Sounds like Chinese to me, but I'm not yes, sure. Yes, yes. Okay. So after conquering more land than any single person in history, a long-running restaurant bearing his name, that's why he's in the Almanac, was owned by Henry Lee. Was he the guy that was the um, violin player at, on, the, on the symphony, at the symphony? At the, at symphony the LPO, and, Henry Lee? And also uh, it went, you could, you could listen to that, over on St. Charles, I'm sorry, uh, on Tulane Avenue, right off of Carrollton Avenue. And uh, Henry Lee, I yeah. think. Yeah, he was the violinist. Harry Lee, he was the... No, not Harry Lee. That's not... That's Henry Lee. Henry. Harry Lee was the guy who owned the House of Lee. I'd say, say it again. So I got Harry it right. Lee Harry was the Lee. politician who owned the House of Lee. Henry yeah. Lee was the violinist for the LPO who owned Genghis Khan... Yeah, he was Both the of them are deceased first now. No, he's, Both he's are deceased now. now. Yes, because they were um, after Katrina. Henry Lee 
wound up um, and others too. Well, in Houston, was it right? Oh, New Orleans. No, no. There were Henry our... Lee owned Genghis Khan, but after, after he was one of the people who evacuated to Houston oh, that... after Katrina, and he never did come back. I don't know about that. I've never. So what was that, what was but... Genghis Khan? What kind of cooking was it? I thought it was... for some reason it was Korean. No, he was classic all the way, but he had lots of friends, and he would open up his restaurant on any given of the week, uh, lunch and dinner. He, uh -huh. he fared. And but what kind of cuisine was it? It was anything you wanted. He, <laughs> his friends, he was he was really into, uh, he was really into uh, how you made uh, an orchestra, and he was the number one guy doing that. He played classical. He could play jazz. He could club. Uh, uh, if there's a music, if you don't know this already, folks, if there is any music connection to any restaurant in town, Tom is immediately going to go to the musical aspect. So we'll let him go through the music before we talk about the food. So go ahead. Henry Lee played music at his restaurant. At his okay. restaurant. And other things too, like even uh, stuff like uh, uh, very, for, uh, like very uh, country style. Believe what? it or not, I'm not... What? He knew everything <laughs> and he played everything and he was a really terrific guy. Okay. He, and and he would let you he'd let it do for me all the time. I'd walk right in the middle of uh All right. So what you're saying when a, you say that he would have his friends come over and they could say whatever they want or they could ask for whatever they mm -hmm. wanted, you don't mean that he he had them come to the restaurant and they could ask for whatever kind of food they wanted. What you mean is they would come to the restaurant and ask him to play something, and he would do that. Is that what you're saying? No, no. If you wanted to go in there and do your own music uh, from whatever direction, oh, Henry, I see. He so, was cool. With okay. It. So in other words, people would come to the restaurant and just sort of jam and play music, and he didn't care. That's right. Okay. Whew. Okay. We finally got around to that. But the now, people did Henry Lee ever? Was he just front of the house? I guess, huh? He wasn't a chef, too, was he? Uh, yeah, he, Kitchen he did too? everything. He, <laughs> and he moved all around. And Does he, anybody else remember Genghis Khan, 5569696? Although he had disaster, he uh, had an opportunity to buy the old club, the store. Oh, I know on, what you're talking about. The old seer. Old Sears, near uh, exactly the Pontchartrain, right. not not the Pontchartrain, That's near it. the Roosevelt Hotel. Yes, and, that uh, was a myth. And you could go over there. You could go wine. Is that what lion, kind of put him out of business? Well, think? he thought there was an opportunity, and he was going to take it over, and because yeah. there was no nothing else there. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, and what happened is that the guy or the group who got into that, let's say, uh, well, you might. It was not a deal. It was a deal gone bad. Not. Yeah. And that's too bad. And, that was and then that. Katrina and hit they, after that, right? They broke him completely. Yeah. Terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible. But then he, he he did a lot of time uh, in Houston. That's why he yeah. brought that up. Well, that's what happened with after he has Katrina, his own, right? He has his own no, little orchestra there. No, he passed away, so yeah. he passed away. Okay. Yeah, that's for real. So he saw an opportunity to get off of Tulane Avenue and move into the CBD and he jumped on it, but it went awry. Is right. that, is that exactly. the gist of what you're trying to say? That's right. Uh, now, can I ask you some questions about the food? Because... I don't know, but let's find out. If you okay, ask so me something rude, I'm going what... to answer it, even though 
15, you know, million years. I think we have a caller, Tom. Huh? I think we have a caller. We have a caller, Adam. A caller. Now we're getting some. Ron McGrimay Waiter. Hello, Ron. We've been wondering about you. Hey, good afternoon. How are you all doing? We're doing good. How about you? Doing great. Uh, Y'all were talking about old restaurants, and uh, Tom was trying to think of a restaurant that we don't talk about a lot. So, Tom, I have a question for you. Um, Was it Cafe Spisa? I'm sorry, say that again. Cafe Spisa. The restaurant you were trying to think about, Cafe Cafe Spisa. Cafe Spisa has had three different uh, times in which it came to to, uh, be there and serve, and most of them are pretty good. He was talking about um, uh, Two Jacks. We were talking about Two Jacks Jacks moving down the street. Could that be what you're talking about? Uh, no, what what I what I'm what I, the reason why I'm calling is because y'all were talking about like some of the oldest restaurants, okay? And when when y'all yeah. mentioned that you thought Two Jacks was number two, I thought about Cafe Spisa because supposedly Cafe Spisa is the third oldest restaurant in New Orleans. Now, yeah, but we're I talking like, about continuously yeah. operating. That's why it never gets mentioned. That's that's yeah, pretty uh, yeah, much that, true. That's fine, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you, I've got my opinion on that too. Okay. All right. Um, I think that Cafe Spisa back in the day was a dynamite mm-hmm. restaurant. Yeah. I've known two people that were was. chefs at Cafe Spisa. Okay. And they both mm-hmm. told me the same thing. And and it's a shame because I love the location. Um, and, and I've always, you know, if there was one job that I that would take me to go back into the food service industry because I'm out right now and I, and I don't plan on going back, I would I would be the GM at Cafe Spisa, and I'll tell you why. The one thing you've got to get straight if Spisa is ever going to open back up is you've got to get the situation between the landlord and the business cleared up because there's always been plumbing issues, and that drove both of my friends to leave as chef. And I think that mm. Spisa, I mean, it's a dynamite location. It's down there by where Maximo's used to be, not that far down. It's right there by the French Market, which is a really popular tourist attraction. And the thing that's attractive to me as a potential GM at Spisa is it's not that big of a restaurant. And one of the things that I would do with Spisa is I would actually take part of the kitchen and I would bring that downstairs and we'd be cooking a lot of our stuff right in front of you just the way Grigri does it. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about that, Ron, and sad thing, but it's a true thing. Uh, Tom is still smarting over the uh, metamorphosis of the coffee pot, from the coffee pot to Cafe Beignet. And there's a very simple answer to that, and that is that, and you know, Terry White and Ralph Brennan can tell you this, those really old buildings in the French Quarter, if there's a plumbing or a lighting issue or any of those things, you're talking mega bucks to update buildings and most people just don't have money. So the New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Cafe Olay and Beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the Po' Boy Ice Cream Sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. 
I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. As an organ donor, your story doesn't have to end. The good in you can live on. In fact, you could save up to eight lives with your gifts. Your heart could keep beating. Your kidneys could keep filtering and your intestines could keep on digesting for others. And that's not all. You can improve the lives of 50 more people as an eye and tissue donor, restoring sight and health. And you're not just helping out the person receiving the transplant. You're touching whole families with your life-saving gift. Register in minutes. Just go to organdonor.gov. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe, someone else will be happy too. Sign up today. Go to organdonor.gov. It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Millions plan for retirement online. Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home. And give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere. Allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Let's talk about America. Not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. Left, right, up, down, state lines to winding coastlines. Whether you come home to a crowded city street, tree-lined suburb, or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green, and thriving community. And we all share in the responsibility to create beauty that ripples from one neighborhood to another and one block to the next. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people just like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify our communities. Because every mindful action and sustainable habit has a positive impact, and it all adds up. Learn how you can join Keep America Beautiful at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. You make me feel so young. Well, you know what? We're, we're at least becoming consistent. Uh, we're we're back with you guys. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. And we uh, we obviously need to figure out this mystery that is uh, uh, plaguing the show at the same time now for three days in a row. But 
We will not be deterred. We are here to talk food, and that's what we will do. We were talking to Ron, which was too bad because I wanted to hear his response to that, that um, that's what the problem is with Spiza and other places deep in the quarter that are just so old, and they just cannot be resuscitated without great gobs of money. And honestly, there just aren't that many people with that much money. Anyway, five five six nine six nine six. So we were talking about two jacks. We never did get to to Genghis Khan. Okay, so Tom, yeah. I'm going to ask you again. Mm-hmm. If I went into Genghis Khan yeah. to order from the menu, what sort of things would I find on the menu at Genghis Khan? Anything at all. It was really the guy could do anything. He was. Yeah, but I mean, sort of some genre of, of food. I mean, if you went in there and said, can I have a hamburger? He did CCB. I mean, uh, he did um, um, Seafood? C- uh, sushi. Yeah, okay. Uh, and just about anything you can imagine. Okay, but if I went in there and I said, can I have a hamburger? Would he say, okay, I'm going to go back and cook you a hamburger? Uh, maybe so. <laughs> Isn't that, isn't that oh my goodness. Okay, well, anyway, if you have a recollection of the old Genghis Khan, I never, I don't think I ever went to Genghis Khan. I don't think I ever went there. Um, but but I'm very curious about it because uh, it sounds like a very interesting place, you know? Anyway, 5569696, what kind of food, Tom, if you didn't ask for a hamburger and you weren't... Uh, I'm, uh, listen, Tom, I, you're talking about the music. Okay, I don't, I, okay, Tom. Only I could Genghis do. Khan has an yep. Asian name to it. Was it primarily yeah. Asian food? It was a lot. I'd say probably more so. But really, no kidding. You could do some country style uh, wear. I'm, I'm not joke. <laughs> I, 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 Wait, so people would go dress like. Like mm-hmm. like they came off a ranch or something. Yeah. Can somebody else help me with this and tell me uh, your own recollections of Genghis Khan? I find the ones that Tom are giving a little bit, um, let's say, unexpected, and I would kind of like to know uh, what other experiences there were out there of the old Genghis Khan. This is a place that was on Tulane Avenue. What's the one, Tom? That is, is it still there? I kind of, I kind of think. Let's see, um, rock and bowl, rock and bowl, rock and bowl. Yeah, which moved down by Yield College Inn. Okay, rock and bowls on the corner of Earhart and Carrollton. Was rock and bowl the place that was upstairs in that that mall, that little strip mall right by Jesuit on the corner of? Tulane Avenue and Carrollton. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. that Genghis Khan or was that Rock and Bowl? No, I don't think anybody. So then Genghis from... Khan was actually on Tulane Avenue about a block or so from Carrollton. Is that correct? Yeah, is that does like my that. memory serve me correctly? Okay. Uh-huh. And how long was it there? Did Henry Lee start Genghis Khan? Uh, well, you know, if we look the New Orleans. Uh, in the Eat Book? Was eat it in book. the Eat Book? We'll go get the Eat Book. We'll look under the. Uh, yeah, go the get the Eat Book. I don't know where it is. You go get it. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. As usual, the winding road that is the food show has taken a turn down memory lane, which is kind of like 
where a lot of people like for it to be, including us, because it's fun to remember these old restaurants. But um, Genghis Khan was uh, the topic that sort of emerged when I mentioned that Genghis Khan died today in 1224. See, this almanac, if you're just tuning in or if this is your first experience with the almanac, the almanac is um, it's a compilation of all kinds of things having to do with uh Food could be like this, where Genghis Khan was actually a person, and it was a restaurant in New Orleans. So that's what the connection is, some kind of connection to food. So we got on the subject of Genghis Khan because uh, he's in the almanac today as having passed away on this day. Anyway, 5569696 is the number. If you would like to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. The Spitfire Grill, Tom, won the Academy Award at the Sundance Film Festival today in 1996. Was there such a place as the Spitfire Grill? The Spitfire Grill? Yeah. I don't know. Do you know remember if like there was a Spitfire Grill ever? Was. If it was um, named after a real place, maybe a famous the, place? The place that I remember it. it being recorded uh-huh. is, is that it had a, a number like the Roger, uh the black lettuce or, you know, stuff like that. It had uh, unusual, mm-hmm. uh, let's let them. Yeah. Yeah. I got to know. I don't know uh, who that is. I don't either. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number we are talking about as usual. Nothing much at all, but it has something to do with food. And uh, I was trying to inquire about Genghis Khan, which is a place I don't think I've ever set foot in. If I did, uh, it was... No, I know that I didn't. I know that I didn't. I came into your life somewhere in 1988, and uh, I think think they lasted a long time after that, because you used to go there by yourself a lot. Anyway, 5569696, eating around uh, New Orleans, you're talking about soft-shell crab... Today and soft shell crawfish. <clears throat> Do you ever see soft shell crawfish, really, Tom? Softish what? No, soft shell crawfish. Soft shell crawfish. Have you ever seen no, soft sure. shell crawfish? I've seen that before. Have you ever seen soft shell cra- uh, oysters? Eat them shell and all. <laughs> uh, no, folks. In case you're wondering if that's something that you just hadn't run across, that's a little joke that Tom likes to tell to people, usually poor, unsuspecting servers that come to the table, and then um, and then they have a hard time coming back. I wonder sometimes what goes on in the kitchen when it's time for a server to come back to our table. I won't say that we get bad service because we actually get good service, but if we did get bad service, I would think it's because the poor unsuspecting server that's just had a conversation with Tom or they walk away scratching their heads if they're wondering um, if they have to go back? The answer is yes, they do. 5569696, we were talking earlier about mile high pie and ice cream pie and ice cream cake. I think the the best kind of um, ice cream cake, I used to like the ice cream cake at 
Baskin Robbins back in the day before you ever arrived on the scene for me and made me somewhat of a gourmet. So, Tom, your words to eat by today, health food may be good for the conscience, but Oreos taste a hell of a lot better. That was Robert Redford, whose birthday it is today. I'm glad we saw that. Yeah. I'm not an Oreo fan. Are you? No. Yeah. Are you? No. Do you like Hydrox? Hydrox. No, not Hydrops. Hydrox. Hydrox. Hydrox is uh, Hydrox is the sunshine version of Oreos. Yes, older than uh, than Oreos are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for some right. reason, now that I'm doing a show on the radio on my phone, for some reason I'm inexplicably very popular with phone calls right now at this very moment, as luck would have it. Oh. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are, you know, just blathering on here talking about food. We'd love if someone would give us a call. That would be lovely. Would then be. we could talk to them about food. We could, but I think I'm sorry. You know, I have something in my my mind. Oh, Seriously. is it something that sounds almost like a confession, Tom? Are you going to yeah. be well, confessing? Well, I don't think I'm going to. I'm not way. really your confessor, but, but that's what it sounds like. Go we're ahead. We're here in this, this big lot, and and what? And. All right, so uh, I'm going to try and connect us yet again to the station and see if we can stop talking on the phone and start talking at the station on, on our clean feed and go through it that way. All right, 5569696 is the number if you would like to talk to us. Gosh darn it, I would love to talk to you. Wouldn't you love to talk to someone, Tom, besides me? Why not? I would really like that. That would make me feel so, so much better. As I sit here trying to trying to figure out why in the world we can't connect back to the station and wishing so much that we could. It would be so fun to talk to someone in the meantime. Anyway, it is time for the bottom of the hour news break with the Louisiana Radio Network, and we will be back for more fun after this. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. Insurance Commissioner Jim Donilon says Louisiana Farm Bureau and Progressive will reduce their auto insurance rates by 8 and 2 percent, respectively. Donilon says both companies have been lowering their premiums. For Progressive, this is the fourth consecutive rate decrease that they have taken over the past 22 months uh, for a total of 6.2 percent, while Farm Bureau uh, has taken 11.9 percent, this rate decrease, and one previous. A federal judge in New Orleans rejects a request by 10 Southeast Louisiana bar owners to stop the statewide order that closes bars. It's another in a string of losses for those challenging things like the mask mandate or bar closures in court. Loyola law professor Dane Cialino says. If the people of Louisiana don't like it, their uh, recourse is at the voting booth, not at the federal courthouse. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com. Contacting your worker's comp carrier shouldn't be a painful process. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Please re-enter your policy number. Or say, representative. Representative. I'm sorry, I didn't. Representative. Ugh. At Luba, we don't have robots answering our phones. We have humans, like Lisa. Thank you for calling Luba Workers Comp. How may I help you? Answering your call is just the first of many ways we set ourselves apart. Visit lubawc.com to experience the Luba difference. Are you a Louisiana small business? State Treasurer John Schroeder here. 
I believe small business is the backbone of Louisiana's economy. If you're struggling to stay afloat during this pandemic, the Louisiana Department of Treasury is here to help. With the Main Street Recovery Grant Program, you are not alone and you can apply for this grant for your business today. You support our workforce, Louisiana, and we support you. The Louisiana Main Street Recovery Grant Program. Support when you need it. Apply now at louisianamainstreet.com. I get misty just holding your hand. All right, let's go to Ellen. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? And miss it each night and day. All right, Alan. Hi, hi. Am I coming in okay? Yes, you are. Oh, awesome. Um, I'm not going to sing. I, I, you know, I sang along with that just now. I don't know if you could tell. No, I couldn't. I could only hear Louis Armstrong, but I would love to hear you sing, no, Alan. No, 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 no. Tom, Tom is a. Uh, <laughs> You know, no, that's Tom. Tom is a singer. Um, oh, if Tom, Tom is now singing just instead of talking, it's it's uh, we've you know we've moved into another plane here. Anyway, what can you tell us, Alan? Is this about so, Jacob? Um, I sure hope. It, it, uh, no, but I did want to say, uh, coming up here from Seattle, I, that I know this uh, for a fact because. Again, you know, I kind of um, uh, glide through websites, um, restaurants in New Orleans. Uh, you know, Cafe Sabisa is open again. It, it comes it? and goes. It comes and goes and comes and goes. I and every time, every time you get it in your brain that it's open again, it's closed. You know. Now, the last time it opened, I didn't catch it, except at the very beginning. Uh, there was a new chef who a uh, new owner. And he uh, looked like he was pretty sharp. He had come from Doc, uh, from uh, Dick Brennan's, uh, Dickie's uh, steakhouse uh-huh. in the steakhouse. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I was agreeing with Tom. Uh, yeah, I think that he was. He came along right after Katrina, I believe, in, uh, from from Brennan's. I don't know if he's. I don't think he's still with them, but. Um, I know for well, they're still on Decatur, still, and they're only open Wednesday through Sunday. They do Sunday brunch. Um, not um, sound like I'm doing a commercial for them, but I'm I was not. About to but, say now, Alan, did you get this from Google? Because I don't trust it anymore. <laughs> uh, no, you know it's Instagram. Um, I, I oh, okay, I'm, then that is reliable. That is reliable. I yeah. am just connected to everything uh, on Instagram <laughs> and all the restaurants, including when Tom mentioned he doesn't uh, care for cheese on a hamburger. Uh, I thought, wow, you know, Tom, Tom could probably live yeah. as a, a, a kosher Jew because uh, <laughs> even though that's that's <laughs> he looks like Top Paul. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, he looks like awful. Oh, but uh, that's, yeah. Um, there is, yes, you don't mix uh, um, uh, cheese with, uh, you know, milk and, and uh, meat. But um, in an Alan, I love the way you know all the kosher rules. And then you're on the show talking about the difference between pork rinds and, <laughs> and crackling. <laughs> Uh, isn't that something? And I, I, Your I know. Mama is crying. She's crying uh, from the great beyond. Go ahead. 
you even have, and this is what uh, this is testimony to, to New Orleans that they're a, 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 they are the the biggest uh, food city, and Seattle uh, also is a food city. It's a food town. Uh, mm-hmm. nor, you know, during nor, typical or normal circumstances, but you even have there's a place in Metairie that's kosher. It's a uh, waffle. Uh, I think uh, uh, maple waffle on maple. Is that right? Is that right? Really? Yes. Uh, now so. uh, they they're not open on Maple Street right now, and I don't know if that's yeah. temporary or not. Mm-hmm. But they are open. Uh, um, their Metairie location is open, and um, yeah, that that place is um, it's vegan kosher. Oh, so it, okay. Uh-huh. That's what makes it so easy to to be certified as kosher. Uh, the fact uh-huh. that they're vegan because there's there's no meat involved, so that's uh, that's quite simple. Wow. Um, hmm. Yeah. Okay. But All right. I did. Yeah, I did uh, want to uh, to just because uh, uh, Ron Ron Gourmet Waiters is is right ninety nine point nine percent of the time, and it's just because I think he said that uh, it's not open anymore, Cafe Sabisa, and. Uh-huh. Uh, this is about restaurants that are not only old or the oldest, but still, con- you know, continuing right. to be open. Yeah, and that's why they always come and get, I mean, they, they're not on that hardcore list of the ones like, you know, the other four or five because they come and they go. That's, that's the difference. That is true. That is true. Well, okay. Um, that's all I. That's all I've got for the time being. Um, we'll take yeah. it, Alan. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll make room for somebody else to come on in. But it's always great talking okay. to you. Always, yes. Right back at you. Thank you, Alan, for calling. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number. It's the food show. Interrupted, but still here. We, get home. we had Gregory. We had Gregory on the line. I think we did anyway. Yeah, I'm still here, but <laughs> just me. Hey, Gregory. <laughs> Hello, Marianne. Hello, Tom. Hey, listen, the the original Genghis Khan was like half a block or a block off of uh, Jeff Davis on Tulane. And then, unfortunately, oh, we went to okay. an e-club there, Tom. And, oh, uh, sure we did. Yeah. That and was, uh, he was a, a wonderful guy. Uh, expert violinist and the food was superb and then he unfortunately he moved out of that location and then went into the old sears building on barone street right, yeah. and, it, yeah. and it was underground if you recall it's one of the few places in new orleans where they actually have basements <laughs> <laughs> well sort of kind of it was like five or six steps down it wasn't a full yeah. uh it was well, just like five or six in new steps, orleans. I used to go to what that old store that, when Gregory? I was a kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> we used to go to the old Sears store when I was a kid. You know, it was it was kind of weird because it was it was it was off the beaten path. It wasn't exactly uh-huh. on Canal Street. It was one block off Canal on Barone, yeah. right in the corner, yeah. and you had that little corner entrance. But it was, a, yeah. it was a marvelous store back in the day. But of course, when, uh, when did it when did it close? Do you remember what year that was? The Sears. He when was. Did the that Sears? had to be the early nineties. Yeah, I okay. wrote about it. Believe it or not, less than a year ago. Is that right? Wow! Yeah. Well, I think Tom article. would know all the information about, but it had to be the early nineties. Okay, the nineties. Right. Well, they turned it into condominiums and apartments in in yeah. the uh, rest of the building, and then 
Mr. Lee got the uh, little basement in there. That's where he put Genghis Khan. And um, he, I think he had to go for barely a year there, and then he just gave it up. I mean, yeah. the guy can make enough money playing his violin. That's all. I mean, he was, yeah. He yeah, was quite an accomplished uh, musician. Past, I think. Yeah. I think what, he's living in Texas now. I think he's living in San Antonio or Houston. I can't remember Henry Lee, oh, if he's I, still alive I even. Thought that, I thought he passed away. I don't know why I think oh, that. Oh, he did pass away. Well, she oh, sucks, man. I always yeah, miss that on that stuff. Not, not long ago. It was not a long time ago. Um, oh, okay. Gregory, what kind of food was Genghis Khan, if you could describe Mostly him? Korean. I mean, it was Korean. the first That's experience. what I thought. He was, okay. Yeah. It was Korean. Uh, but he, okay. That's what I thought. It was Korean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the first time I ever had that Jiminy Bop, whatever that stuff Korean. was. <laughs> And then the little barbecue right on your table with the, uh, uh-huh, you know, with the right, little thin yeah. slices uh-huh. of beef. Just yeah. delicious. And he was always out there and greeting everybody. He was kind of like the Korean version of Andrea. <laughs> he really was. I mean, he was, a, he was always out in the dining room. <laughs> you know, it sounds you know it? like I, I, oh, I, I think I may have met him one time, but it sounds like that's exactly how I would describe him, the Korean version yep, of Andrea. Yep. I think I, yeah. I, I think I got that spot on as far as Henry Lee's yeah. concerned. And he was yeah, a very that's... gracious man. But uh, he said, I have two loves food and my violin <laughs> that sounds like something tom would say i have two loves yeah. food Especially and the violin music part. yes no I yes. Well, of course now, number three is marianne yeah i like being number three <laughs> <laughs> i bet you do but it's it's, it's it's uh it's just funny because that was one of the first eat clubs i ever went to at genghis uh-huh. Khan when it was still on tulane and we had such a blast there I uh-huh. met a lot of people, and uh, I hadn't known Tom all that well yet. And uh, we got to be friends, and then over the years, I think I've been to like 20 clubs, over, you know. Oh so, goodness. I mean, why sure? I think, I think I might have been at that Genghis Khan eat club. I know I know. I never oh, You most certainly place. were, because uh, nobody can forget Marianne. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, you know, I think that I went to the one on. Uh, I did not ever go to the one on Tulane, the original. But I do think I went to the one. You went uh, to the one in the Sears room, yeah, because the at Sears, the old Sears yeah. building. Um, the um, yeah. Tom did about three or four Genghis Khan, like two or three of them okay. were on Tulane, the old uh-huh. location, and then and I think the last one was down there in Sears, and I was yeah. at that one as well. Uh, because yeah. you know, it's just uh, well, the food was always good, and uh, you never knew. It, 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 it's just um. I mean, I don't know why he had to move. I think it might have been like a lease problem. And then he got to, he thought he was going to get downtown and it was going to just explode, you know. And he, you know, he was a violinist. See how close he was to the Orpheum Theater? Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. I think think that, uh, I think maybe it was also kind of before its time because back then, I don't think. I don't think ethnic food, because the millennials are what really mm-hmm. made ethnic food as popular as it is, and they were little kids at that time. Well, so I think that it was a little avant-garde, maybe. It's unfortunate because uh, people didn't have a palate for it. Well, being a, had I been had I not been in the navy, I never would have known Korean food. So I got it from the source. You know, I've been to Seoul and Busan and Taiwan yeah. and. But uh, but even but what Korea he did there was very, it was very authentic. I mean, it was uh, it was just as he says. You want spicy or not spicy? Very <laughs> where Drago's is. 
Yeah, have you been to the Korea house behind Drago's? Yeah, I have. And I actually like it. And they do the bibbity bop and they do the uh, yeah. little barbecue grill on your table, too. Bibbidi bop. Is that really what it's called, bibbity bop? I don't think it is, Gregory. It is. And it is. It's, it's so complicated. It's, yeah. I, but I, don't think I got that from the movie Cinderella when the fairy <laughs> queen comes down and goes, bibbity bop, exactly. bibbity bop. Yeah. But yeah, I don't it think it's like. Really <laughs> okay. Like, I don't think. I so. rarely stand corrected, but you've corrected me, Marianne. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah. No, that's okay. All right. Thank anyway, you. lovely thank hearing you, from you guys you. and Alan and uh, Ron and everybody. So long. Bye. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you would like to talk to us. That's what we are here for, to talk about food. So uh, we will not be having a guest at 3.30 either. Nope. I got a text from him saying that he's busy at work and can't really do it. So we will mm-hmm. talk to him when we can. And the other one we will also reschedule. So it's just us here. If you would like to chat with us, we have another 15 minutes of the show. But right now we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. 556-9696. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home, and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's, 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Desalman's catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304-1469. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Let's go back to Ron, the gourmet waiter who got disconnected when we just dropped off the air again. Hey, Ron, sorry about that. No, I'm fine. Great show as always and great callers. The reason why I called back in was just to clarify what I said because I don't like to misrepresent information about restaurants, and Uh I know that I'm not always right. Okay, at one point, Cafe Spiso was considered the third oldest restaurant in New Orleans. Uh, I know Mm -hmm. that they're not continuously operating because of the experiences that two of my friends had there. My response on the plumbing issue is simple, okay? And And I'm not blaming anybody, but when you have a restaurant lease, somebody's responsible for repairs. And if you don't have the money to affect the repairs when they occur, 
maybe you shouldn't put your, uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't put your cards in. Maybe you should just fold. Don't hang out your shingle. But, but That's the, right, the, yeah. The, the, you know, the, well, I mean, the, I want to be positive. Cafe Pizza has a ton of potential. I love that building. My friends enjoyed mm. working there. They had a great wine list. Like the other place, Genghis Khan, they had music. And every time that I went to Spisa, it was phenomenal. And I wasn't sure whether they were open or not. I just, I'd like to see them back open, but I wasn't saying that they were open or closed because I just wasn't sure. Genghis yeah. Khan was phenomenal. Every time I went, they had singers. They had that uh, guy, I guess his name was Henry, playing his violin. Yeah. When I was at Genghis Khan, I couldn't, I could care less about the food. I had so much fun with my friends, just watching this guy have a blast playing his music, they yeah. could have fed me dog food, and I would have still given them a 10 out of 10. I, I, I'm like Tom. I love music while I eat. I like live music. So I loved Spisa, and I loved Genghis Khan. You betcha. All right. Anyway, great okay. callers. Everybody seems Glad very well informed. Have a great day and great show as always. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Glad that he could come back and finish what he had to say. All right, let's go to Dan, I think. Dan, welcome to the food show. You there? I'm here. Thank you. Dan? Hey. hey. Hi there. You know, the other day we were talking about the uh, going to uh, uh, across the lake. And I used to go on the old black bridge before they had the new bridge. And they used to have oh, a really? restaurant there. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I said, oh, really? Go ahead. And they had an old restaurant there called, if I remember correctly, St. Christopher's. Do you remember that one, Tom? St. Christopher's? I vaguely remember it, and I think it was like uh, 8th Ward or something like that. That's I don't no, know exactly. It, across the it, lake? You're talking about across the lake? It was almost in Slidell. It was when you had oh, to go on the Slidell, okay. Okay. Slidell. Tom, do you remember that? A place called St. Christopher and Slidell? No, I don't recall that either. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm a lot older than you guys, so but <laughs> I have a good story for you about it. I was a kid, and uh, when you walked in, it was like going in an alley or a tunnel, and they had slot machines on each side, maybe five on each side. And it always mm. give me a dollar's worth of nickels or something like that. And this one time we went, and it looked like every other nickel I put in, I hit five, ten, something like that. So when we left, I told him, I said, look, we, we were going to be the Springs. I said, when we get back, I want to play the slot machines again because I had a pocket full of nickels. Wait, how old were you? Oh, I don't know, eight. <laughs> and I'm, I'm 86, so, you know, we're talking about a long time ago. Goodness. Okay, so you were playing the slot machines when you were eight. Okay, I love it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah well, in those days, they didn't give a damn. I could have got a beer. No, you're there. right. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. But anyway, <laughs> uh, my people lived in Abita Springs, so the only way you could get there was through Slidell. And uh, ah, okay. uh, on the way back, sure enough, we'd stop at St. Christus again. And they'd go in, and, and I couldn't wait. Because when I left, I counted the machines. One, two, three, fourth from the end. Boy, I ran in. I ran up the machine. Guess what? what? It turned around the way you couldn't play it. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's when it changed over. You could, you didn't play machines at eight years old. 
Oh, you yeah, remember they, the day when that switched? <laughs> they had the pinballs that you were talking about. They paid off. <laughs> Did you ever Grant win any money pinballs. as an eight-year-old? Did you ever well, win any money as an eight-year-old? Oh, yeah, that's what I was telling you. I had my pockets full on the way that, you know, when we left. But when we came uh-huh. back and I was going to run over to this number three machine because, you know, I'd, I'd won so many nickels. But they had turned it around to where you couldn't play it. So evidently a lot of people were winning on it. <laughs> wow. When you played the pinballs, did they pay off then? Me? I never played pinballs. Tom, did you ever play pinball machine? No, that's not my I don't thing. think I ever played a pinball machine. I thought every one of your, one of your uh, call-ins or you say you play pinball machines. Really? It wasn't me. It wasn't Tom. Probably a caller. Uh, maybe, you know what, maybe, uh, when my dad used to take us to the, the bowling alley, you know, maybe I did then, but that would have been a very long time ago and I don't really remember, but I do remember thinking even as a kid, even as a kid, when I went with my dad, who was in a bowling league, I remember thinking, you know what, they probably, we probably shouldn't be here. This is like, you know. It's a dark bowling alley. Everybody's smoking. Gosh, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a goody two-shoes. Anyway, uh, good good times now gone, I would say. Another thing, we were talking about liver the last time I called. Yes, did you find I it? I told you I went to a place off of Veterans. I think I finally remember the name of it. The Two Jokers. Yeah, that doesn't ring a bell. Does that ring a bell to you, Tom? A place to get liver, two jokers. Did you go to Porter and Luke? Oh yeah, I go to Porter and Luke all the time. Yeah, well, I, that's the only place I can think of is the uh, um, the it's fried chicken livers, but liver and onions. Did you go to Mandina's? Because Tom was saying that liver and onions is at Mandina's. I don't remember. I've gone to Mandina's a bunch of times, but I don't remember if I've ever gotten liver and onions. The street. Yeah, I think was... the way to do it now is to check. Well, I would say check online, but actually just call the restaurant and find out if they've got it because you never know now in COVID world from one day to the next what it's going to be like. So the street that Two Jokers was on was the the street where the uh, bookstore is on Vets was on on the right hand side of that. You can go up about a uh, block. It was way in the back. Yeah. Had a little. Well, you talking about you talking about Barnes and Noble? Yeah. Yeah. On the yeah. side street. Well, there's a lot of little side streets there back in that neighborhood, so that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, they had, you know, a, had, that, had an Indian restaurant back up in there somewhere, too, around yeah. that area. It, you know what that was? That uh, was called, I think, the India House, and it is where um, Andy's Bistro was, but I am told that Andy's Bistro is turning into a 3B's. Mm-hmm. Can I get Indian Three food? Three is the hamburger place owned by the Bennetts. What? Can I get Indian food anymore? I used to like to go there. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you can get Indian food. There's Taj Mahal and Metairie Road. And the really hot one is um, is Saffron Nola on Magazine Street. That's kind of a glamorous one. And no, there's a place no. down in the in the, um, in the Marini called the Silk Road. Where you can get Indian food, I think. I think of those three, the closest to what you might actually find in India would be the Silk Road. 
And where's that? And then it's it's oh, uh, do you remember? Do you know where the old Skiros was down in the Marini? Oh no, no, right, you like told a block. Had one in Metairie. No, no. Wait, are you talking about are you talking about Indian food in Metairie? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, one in Metairie. Oh, there was one that is. It was the India House. Yeah, and then the it one became. I'm... Yeah, and then it became Kimchi. This is the big place right across from the car wash on North Turnbull, which is now Andy's Bistro, but I understand is in transition to three. B's, as in boy, three B's, which is a hamburger place owned by the Bennett, named for named for Blake, um, Brandon, and um, the dad whose name is escaping me for some reason, uh, Bennett. So yes, uh, three B's like, is. is hmm? I like curry. Is there a mes- restaurant out here in Metairie that sells curry food? Curry, so that would be Indian. Um, yeah, I'm saying that's why I, that's where I used to go get it at the Indian yeah. place. It's out of yeah, business. No, well, well, in, on Metairie Road, there's the Taj Mahal. I mean, that's Metairie. Yeah, it's, I'll try that one. Then what? That's the yeah, one. Yeah, Taj Mahal. That's, that's a good one. The railroad track, huh? Yeah, that's a good one. It's uh, it's between um. You know where where the the jeweler is? I think it's Lee Michaels Jeweler, right by Oaklawn. It's right there. It's it's okay. right in there. It's any, like any, off any, to the side, though. You got to kind of go down a little, you know, like you got to go deep off the road. Yeah. But it's Taj Mahal, T A J M A H A L, Taj Mahal. I know where okay? it is. You can't. You have trouble yeah. seeing from the road, Metairie exactly. Road. Exactly. Back a little bit. Which is kind of part of its appeal. It's kind of tucked away. You know? I remember they and used to good. cook. It's good. It's always good. What? I remember they used to cook down in like a a, a hole, uh, a stove that you drop the food in. But it's it was a tandoor. A tandoor. Yes. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I remember a that. Tandoor. Uh huh. Yeah. You would like it. I think you'd definitely like it. Go give that one a try. Oh well. Were you going to give a prize away to it or something? <laughs> No, I don't have a prize for that. I don't have a prize. But if you would like a prize, Dan, give your email to Adam, and then and then I'll send you I'll send you something. All right. Yeah, I used to go to the the. Uh, oh heck. Okay, you gotta wind it up now because we're getting close to the end of the show. Bye. All right. Bye bye. All right. I would say five five six nine six nine six, but we're not taking any more calls. This is the point at which I will tell you about things that you should do if you want more food, and uh, what we do, which is uh, follow and hunt down food and talk about it. Um, you can go to our website, which is nomenu.com, n-o-m-e-n-u.com. That's where you'll find our podcast. If you missed any of the show, if you would like to share the show with your friends, please do that because. Uh, a lot of people would like a little respite from the bad news of the day, which is everywhere. This is just two hours of a little respite of just silly food talk, and we would love to have you tell your friends, please. Uh, we also uh, post the show on Facebook. We have our uh, newsletter. You can sign up for the newsletter through our website, nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. 
Uh, comes out twice a week, has all kinds of things that are happening around town, as well as reports on food and just a lot of cool stuff. We have our Instagram, at the New Orleans Menu. Lots of nice pictures there. We would love to have you follow us on at the New Orleans Menu. I do my own podcast. It's a kids' podcast of classic kids' tales. It's called Emmy, the Story Lady, E-M-M-I-E, on Anchor, Spotify, and all of those platforms. And after this show, Tim McNally follows us with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show right here on WGSO. Have a great evening. Good night. It's 4 o'clock. WGSO, New Orleans. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. A group of voters in four states and the District of Columbia is suing President Trump, the U.S. Postal Service, and Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, claiming the agency's latest cost-cutting changes are infringing on a citizen's right to vote. 